Welcome to another episode of The Rabbit Hole Cycle. I'm your host, Donovan, and this is the podcast where we dive into the Wikipedia rabbit hole together. So, last week I definitely remember saying on this podcast that, oh my gosh, are we even going to have an election? Hmm. Are we even going to have an election? Um... And, you know, then this past week happened, and I, I'm i just a little scared of, like, what the next week will bring. Like, if last week was the mail-in votes shouldn't happen, and this week was tr- Trump and his friends spread coronavirus to everyone, what could the next week bring? I don't even want to think about it. And yet we're here. Before we start this podcast, I want to talk a little bit about my personal life. I feel like everyone sort of wants to know a little bit about that. And what's been happening in my personal life is that yesterday I went to the CVS, the pharmacy, and I went I went to get some probiotics because the doctor said so. And then I also got some NECA wafers, which might have been sort of cross-purposes. I don't know if the NECA wafers are good for digestion. But basically, I did not realize that I love NECA wafers. I don't even think I'd ever had NECA wafers before, and I think maybe they're bigger in New England because the NECA factory was in right outside, right in Boston until I think they closed it a few years ago. I used to go to school. I went to college in Boston. And it was a whole thing when the Neko factory closed or was closing. And it brought me a lot of schadenfreude. Actually, it just brought me a lot of happiness. Because I thought I hated Neko wafers. I was like, Neko was disgusting. They made those wafers. Just like whoever, Hostess, made the Twinkies. I hate Twinkies. I The last time I had a Twinkie, it was probably like 2005. And I guarantee that I did not like it the last time I had a Twinkie. It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to try it again, but I know I'll hate it. Twinkies are disgusting. It's just cream and processed loaf material. And I have this thing where if I'm eating a liquid, I can't do it. And that cream is a liquid. I, it's not happening for me. So... I hated the Twinkies, and I was really happy when that Twinkie factory closed, whenever it closed, even though they, uh, I don't know, they fixed it, and they still have Twinkies. But I was really happy when that Twinkie factory closed, and then I was really happy that the Necco Wafer factory closed, because same thing. I thought that the Necco Wafers were, okay, so I'm going to have to cut this part out, because I literally can't find it. Oh my god, I'm looking at it right now and I'm literally like, I'm this close to dry heaving because it just looks disgusting. What is this called? I just searched candy wafers. Basically, I thought that NECA wafers were something that they are not and they're not the thing that they are not. NECA wafers are basically like uh, the sweethearts that everyone gets at Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. They have a few flavors. They have, like, two mint flavors somehow. They have 
and chocolate flavor. This is just like from my experience of like eating a few. They have a licorice flavor. Okay. And oh my gosh. So I am looking up a picture of stock photos, but because this, there is another candy that is similar to the thing that they have in Kit Kats. However, Kit Kats are not disgusting. But imagine Kit Kat without the chocolate and gross. This is also called a wafer. Apparently this is another, another type of candy wafer. And I, for one, think, like, whenever I have had any of these, I am so close to vomiting. Literally, there's so many... I can't find a picture of it on Google Images, and I'm getting mad, because I've, like, seen these enough times in my life for me to have accidentally eaten one and be, have been so disgusted. Okay, it, they are sort of like the protein wafers that are also disgusting, but like the wafers that I am used to do not have any nutritional like purpose. They're just gross. Okay, you know, I'm just going to go with it. They're the Keebler sugar wafers because I probably have seen those. Okay, yeah, no, yes! Why was this so hard to find? Because I feel like they would sell them in the lunchroom at lunch. Sugar wafers, artificially flavored. Disgusting. The Keebler sugar wafers. I thought those were the Necco wafers. Because you know what? Um, Keebler's logo looks sort of like the Necco logo. It's white text on a red background. So that was probably the other reason that I thought they were the same. Yeah, okay. And so when back in whatever year, a few years ago when the Necco factory you know, the manufacturing of food in the Boston area, that closed, and it was like, oh, the economy of it all. And I was like, no good, because those are disgusting. Little did I know that they are actually super good. They are basically like the sweethearts. And of course, Necco is the same company that makes Smarties, so I, I never had it totally out for them. Cut to stage left uh, about a month ago when I... I took an antacid and I really had to like work myself to not get addicted to the antacids and like eat them all the time. And so I just tweeted, oh my gosh, does anyone know a candy that tastes like antacids? And then someone was like, <laughs> Necco wafers. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, so Necco wafers aren't those gross like vomit crackers? No, they're not the gross vomit crackers. They are delicious food. They are a whole meal. Okay, so that's it about my personal life. Let's go to the country's personal life, because obviously on Tuesday there was the presidential debate. Hmm, I don't know if it's obvious, but now you know. It was on Tuesday the 29th, and no, yes, the 29th was Tuesday, and it was, it was interesting. It sounded like a Real Housewives reunion episode, except it was two 70-something-year-old men. And, wow. It was very wow. And I also watched Saturday Night Live yesterday. And the episode of Saturday Night Live was not good. But they did have a spoof of the debate. And it was, like, all over the place. I didn't even understand what they were trying to do or say or do with regards to that presidential debate and that spoof on SNL, I feel like the debate was unspoofable. It, 
it was, it just was what it was. And what it was, was some bullshit. <laughs> as, as, who was it, Candy said on The Real Housewives? Yeah, that was Candy. And you know, I don't think at all that the Saturday Night Live spoof of the debate came close to the comedic val value of the debate itself. Because it was like less funny. And that's a pretty tragic state of affairs that like real life is beyond parody and our presidential debates are just a farce. That's that. And then of course, Miss Hope Hicks tests positive for coronavirus. Mr. Donald Trump tests positive, as is Melania. Everyone is coming out of the woodwork with this coronavirus. We have Chris Christie. Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina has the coronavirus. Um, who is it? Mike Lee? Mark Lee? Mike Lee. Mike Lee has the coronavirus. Um, some other Republican senator has the coronavirus. Who else has the coronavirus? Kellyanne Conway. And that news was broken by her daughter, Claudio. That's a whole situation that could have an episode done on it in the future. Who else? Just lots of people. ABC, Amy Coney Barrett or whoever, she already has had the coronavirus back in the summer, so she's, I guess, fine. Uh, but basically, a lot of people got the coronavirus and lots of spreading. It was a super spreader event, as everyone's been saying, I think. We were watching CNN yesterday when like, all the doctors and whoever were making the announcement of Trump like his condition, how was he doing? And there was a whole bunch of confusion around that that I'm not going to get into. And then I was like, what's Fox News' take on this? So then I go to Fox News, and I don't know if their take on it was super different, but I mean, they sort of just had um, people saying Trump was going to be fine, or they had one person say that. And I was like, I guess, I mean, you're not his doctor. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know how I'm supposed to take that seriously. Anyway, yeah, so going into the articles of this week, um, as I explain occasionally, you know, I don't think I've ever fully or like thoroughly explained how I go about choosing an article. And how I go about choosing an article is that I look, I get information for 900 Wikipedia articles and put it in, like I have a literal database of the info about these articles. This info was basically just how often it was edited. And what I do then is I take a four week period of time and the articles that I say are most trending are the articles that have had the biggest jump in frequency from the first two weeks of that four-week period to the last two weeks of the four-week period. So today's August 4th, not August, it's October 4th today when I'm recording, so it will be October 5th when this is put out. Um, in the two weeks between today and September like 20th is the recent, how do I say that word, is the most recent two weeks. And then the two weeks before that from the 20th or whatever to approximately the 6th of September is the earlier two weeks and I'm seeing what are the articles that have had the biggest jump and how often they've been edited 
between those first two weeks of the mid-September, basically, to these past two weeks of the beginning of October, end of September. And that's how I do it. So this week is a lot more active, I think, than other weeks. Um, On other weeks, it's been sort of hit or miss on, like, who I talk about. Like, I remember the first one... I was considering talking about Joe Kennedy because he had sort of recently lost the primary against Ed Markey. And I guess I ultimately, yeah, I ultimately went with someone else. And so it just, like, the trending ones change, and I can't predict it. I just look at the frequency of when the article's edited. This is all to say that usually when I choose an article, I, like, have to... There's only, like, one or two choices that I'm, like this could even be workable. And this week, that is totally not the case. I have a bunch of articles here. And out of, like, the trending ones, the least trending is Mike Pence. It's, like, slightly trending. Then I have Joe Biden campaign endorsements, Donald Trump campaign endorsements, the article for Joe Biden, the article for Amy McGrath, who's running against uh, Mitch McConnell in the Senate election in Kentucky, We have Kanye West, who was trending last week, so it sort of makes sense that he's maybe trending this week. I still don't know why, though. Then there's Cal Cunningham, who is running against Tom Tillis in North Carolina for Senate. Tom Tillis, I mentioned before, tested positive for coronavirus. The whole world is like craziness. Joe Jorgensen, who's the Libertarian Party presidential candidate, don't really know why she's trending. And then the most trending article, which apparently has been edited in the past two weeks five times more often than in the two weeks before, is the U.S. presidential debates, the the 2020 U.S. presidential debates. So, of course, the debate that happened on Tuesday made everyone's panties in a twisty twist, and people were editing away. So today I'm actually going to talk about Cal Cunningham. Cal Cunningham is, as I just said, running for Senate in Cal... Carolina, North Carolina. <laughs> okay, let me close all my tabs. So Cal Cunningham, he is a person. And yeah, so the reason why I'm choosing this is because he's the, I guess, third trendingest article that's not like about just an election. And the second trendingest article that's about just one person. But first of all, I do know why Cal Cunningham is trending, and that's because he was sexting. And according to Twitter, where I found this out from, he's bad at sexting. But he sexted nonetheless, and therefore now that is noteworthy, newsworthy. That came out a few days ago, uh, I guess around the same period of time that it came out that his opponent got the coronavirus. So basically... His article on Wikipedia is two things rolled into one. So without further ado, let's let's do Cal Cunningham. Cal Cunningham, like William David Blas, has a little bit of a different name than what he says his name is. Wikipedia says that his name is James Calvin Cunningham III, which... Sounds like the name that you would give to a rich person on some kid's cartoon. So, that's something. And I 
knew someone from elementary school who had a name like that, and of course I'm not going to say the full name, but just know that if I did say the full name, it would sound very similar to that. You know, we don't need to make fun of people's names, but we can observe them, because they are on Wikipedia. And you know, people have names. Wait, is there, isn't there a cartoon character named like Rich E. Rich? Oh, Richie Rich. <laughs> Richie Rich. Richie like I.E. Is this Cal Macaulay Kirkenecker? Macaulay Culkin. Why do they do the scent sign in the name of the movie for Richie Rich? Because that's extremely stupid. The scent is one scent. What are you even talking about? Oh my god. James Calvin Cunningham III, according to Wikipedia, is an American attorney, politician, and retired military officer who served as the North Carolina State Senator from the 23rd District from 2001 to 2003. So, um, he is 47 years old, and he was born in Winston-Salem. Wikipedia continues, a member of the De Democratic Party, he is a lieutenant colonel in the United States Army Reserve and has served on two active duty tours. After a previous primary campaign for the United States Senate in the 2010 election, Cunningham became the Democratic nominee for the 2020 U.S. Senate election. Since 2013, Cunningham has worked for the environmental services company Waste Zero as vice president, government affairs, and general counsel. Is he a government affairs? That doesn't really make sense. He left the company shortly after shortly winning the... Oh, that's messed up. He left the company shortly after winning the Democratic nomination. Yeah, don't write shortly after twice. That doesn't work. Okay, so now we can go to the U.S. Senate campaign. The 2020 U.S. Senate campaign, because he also campaigned for Senate in 2010. So yes... Cunningham originally declared his candidacy for lieutenant governor of North Carolina, but withdrew in 2019, June, to run for the United States Senate seat held, held by Tom Tillis instead. Okay, running against Tom Tillis. I don't really know that much about Tom Tillis other than he got the coronavirus. He actually looks like, he looks like he could be Cal Cunningham's dad. Now, he's 17 years older than Cal Cunningham, so maybe that would be a little weird, but he looks like... He could be his dad. Oh, he's 13 years older. Wait, no. Yeah, he's 13 years older. Yeah, no, that's even weirder. On March 3rd, 2020, he won the Democratic primary with 57% of the vote. During the primary, a Republican-allied super PAC spent $3 million on ads attacking Cunningham for supporting left-wing opponent. Oh. Wait, what? During the primary, a Republican-allied super PAC spent $3 million on ads attacking Cunningham and supporting left-wing opponent Erica Smith in order to amplify fault lines in the Democratic primary. That's fun. I love when that happens. Cunningham supports the Affordable Care Act, in parentheses Obamacare, and has called for a Medicaid expansion in North Carolina, as well as a public health insurance option. Cunningham opposes the Green New Deal, but supports elements of it, including significant federal investment in green jobs and cutting emissions. In October 2020, of which today is the fourth day, it was reported that Cunningham had exchanged sexually suggestive 
text messages with a woman who was not his wife. Ooh, oh my gosh. I'm thinking back to kindergarten when we would watch a movie in class because that's what would happen. Usually it was like during lunch when we were supposed to have recess, but it was very rainy or snowy. We would watch a movie and it would be like The Lady and the Tramp Disney dog movie. And then the dogs would kiss and everyone would be like, And I was like, oh my gosh, like, be mature. Like, I didn't even know why people felt the need to, like, say ew. Like, I wasn't really grossed out. I was just like, oh, they had a kiss kiss. Could not be me. I was not, like, disgusted by it. You know, but I definitely did join in on the ewing. I just, I was confused, you know. Hive mind. Yeah, and I, I never really subscribed to the cooties thing either, even though I probably did. Anyway, that's Cal Cunningham. So he sexted. Cunningham co took complete responsibility for sending the messages and apologized for having hurt my family and disappointed my friends. That is true. I'm, I'm guessing that he, I will take him at his word that he hurt his family and disappointed his friends. Because he is married with two children, and he is an ordained elder in the Presbyterian Church, as I said before. Temptation, temptation. Let's look at the sexts. Yeah, or we don't need to talk about sexts, because the world is, like, burning. So, woo! The world is burning. Coronavirus. This shit is real. This shit is getting real. Um, so, I've heard through the grapevine that the SXTS are funny. Like, they, they sound like they're written by a 12-year-old. Oh, so this is a, a news article. This is a news article from Indie Week. I don't really know what Indie Week is. So... And they spelled White House wrong. Like, not really a spelling error, but, like, there's no space in between the words. It's, like, written capital White, no space, capital House. It's a little interesting. Yeah, someone needs to fix this. <laughs> okay, but they do say, in the quote-unquote sexts, in parentheses, if you can call them that, Cunningham coons about wanting to, quote, roll over and kiss the woman... Arlene Guzman Todd. Okay, then it says that he sects like a dish towel. Okay, that's rude. <laughs> but I did see this where he said that she was historically sexy every day and night. <laughs> what does that even mean? He says, and I kiss back a lot. When someone said that it sounds like two 12-year-olds in a trench coat, Oh, there are pictures now. Well, two 12-year-olds in a trench coat is like the episode of BoJack Horseman. There's not one episode. There are several episodes <laughs> where there's this, like, young kid in a trench coat standing. I don't think on a y another young kid. I think he's just on stilts, and he's like, I'm a man. I'm a big, tall man. And, like, goes to the bar and stuff. <laughs> So now I'm imagining this child writing these texts. And it really checks out. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I feel bad for reading this because it's not good to 
be infidelicious, but oh my gosh. It's not good to be an infidelity, but it's also not, I don't know. I feel like I'm just looking through someone's phone, and I don't need to do that. There are more important things in the world, you know, like Verona. You know, I'm going to go on predictit.com or whatever. I want to see who's going to win the Senate election, because people wager, and they win or lose real money based on these wagers, so they're probably not BSing, even though people have been known to BS in the past anyway, according to the internet. And so people allegedly think that these kind of political, I don't know what you call it, there's a word for it, but like wagering polls, wagering, oh, what is it called? Prediction market, I think is what it's called. People in these prediction markets, because their money is literally where their mouth is, it actually isn't literally in their mouth, but their money is where their mouth is, figuratively speaking. Um, they, people figure that it's more accurate because people don't want to put their money, don't want to waste their money, basically. I don't really know that much about this, but I've, you know, people tweet and people say things. So, oh my gosh. And it says that the Democrat will win, perhaps, in the, Repub in the North Carolina Senate race. Having a slight lead over the Republican. But how much is this change? Oh, yeah, but since the announcement. Uh, apparently this person's been favored to win for a while, the Democrat, Mr. Cunningham. But since the sex thing, it's been not as good. But he still has sort of a comfortable lead uh, among the people who are wagering on this in the prediction market. Moral of the story is the whole thing is a shit show. That's number one. Number two is alliterative names are fun. Cal Cunningham way better than James Calvin Cunningham the third. Number three, Tom Tillis looks like Cal Cunningham's dad. Number four, don't sext like a 12-year-old. Number five, number five is social distance and wear a mask. And the last one is that prediction markets are interesting. So this has been the October 5th episode of the Rabbit Hole Cycle. So glad to have you here, and see you next week if the whole world still exists. Bye!